Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Julie Locke. Julie is the executive director at Food Outreach, whose mission is to provide nutritional support and enhance the quality of life of men, women, and children living with HIV, AIDS, or cancer. Hi, Julie. Hi, Mish. What you do is so, it's just so important. So tell me what this looks like. How do you serve these folks? Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Um, So first of all, the we of food outreach is over 800 volunteers on whom we depend annually. Wow. So we have this amazing, uh, very high functioning support uh, from the community for people of all ages, people from middle school and high school come, children come with their guardians, parents, uh, their love givers um, to work at Food Outreach. So not to mention our board, our 18 board members and uh, a staff of only 13 people. So wow. with our uh, with our van drivers and our staff, uh, we do this work hand in hand with this large group of volunteers. So what we do has changed a little bit since uh, the pandemic unfolded. I bet. And as it continues to impact the lives of our clients, some of what we do has changed. So we provide two meals a day in scratch prepared food that's been made and hand packed from our kitchen. And these uh, scratch prepared meals are entrees and sides. So we not only do that, this scratch prepared food, which is so important um, and it's a serving appropriate to serving size appropriate, but we also provide an array of fresh fruits and vegetables. So all that produce forward, protein forward food as shelf stable um, and then fruits and vegetables and then lots of shelf stable protein, fruits and vegetables and other things, potatoes, sweet potatoes, things like this, onions, things to cook. So what what winds up happening is for our home delivered clients, we, we serve about 400 people through home delivery through our, our van drivers. They receive one month of two meals a day for two weeks at a time. Oh, wow. Right. And we also provide for everybody who needs them microwaves and can openers. And then for clients who want to come into food outreach, they either choose all these items off of a two or a four week menu. So that is our primary nutrition service. And then these uh, menu choices, if you will, are also tailored by ongoing by our registered dietitians and our uh, head chef, our executive chef. So there's a lot that goes into this relative to the chronic illnesses uh, our clients are experiencing in addition to hunger. I find that fascinating. That was one of the, when I was reading up on your website the other day, I was like, oh, wow. It's not like, here's the meals for the month, everybody. It's, oh, well, you have this going on. Therefore, I mean, you are thinking about what are the nutritional needs of that individual according to what's going on with them. That is a lot of work, Julie. Yes. That's amazing. What a service. Yeah, it's an amazing, very compelling and unique service in 
uh, St. Louis and the St. Louis region and the state of Missouri and Western Illinois. We remain the only um, provider of medically tailored meals specifically related to chronic illness. So we're in that space. We call it nutrition supporting treatment. Um, and, and for uh, our clients uh, living positive, um, they, uh, well, everyone's referred either through caseworkers, people we traditionally think of as social workers, okay. or through um, case navigation, for instance, at all of our large uh, cancer treatment partners. People are referred through these um, large regional um, cancer treatment centers. Right. And um, this is all complicated too because the majority of our clients, over 72% of our clients live on less than 100% of the federal poverty level, which uh, in 2022 is about $14,000. Oh, gosh. So with, with everything we all know about related to um, the cost of gas, the cost of um, safe housing, the cost of uh, food, and more importantly, nutrition, um, we, we do something really crucial for people who are living positive, going through cancer treatment, or not able to go into cancer treatment, diagnosed and unable to go into treatment related to being uninsured oh, gosh. or related to other needs in their household. Perhaps they're holding down three jobs or they are, are unable to um, figure out a daycare, transportation, all these kinds of things. So one of the ways we talk about um, what we do uh, is that we, we hope that our services that are all free to our clients help them focus their uh, finances on other crucial needs like utilities and housing. Right. Right. I should add, I've been speaking for so long. I can't wait to hear you speak again, Mish. Well, no, but. this is about you and what you're doing. I mean, this is this is why I wanted to have you on here. I was so intrigued and and really, I mean, I I you know, I'm all about kindness. So I I talk about people that are taking kindness to a notable level, which you are and your team is, and I I can't imagine you have 800 volunteers. That alone says so much for who you are and, and and how people want to be a part of it and help. But then to to also be able to manage those volunteers. And I was I was looking, I think it was on LinkedIn, you the cutest the cutest kid from UMSL that was like one of your delivery drivers. And I'm like, oh my God, how cool is this college kid? Running around delivering yeah, these meals. That's to Noah. People. That's Noah. And uh, we just got we just got to connect with Andrew, who's also in college for the summer. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got Cartez, we've got Luke managing their work. We've got an amazing team of van drivers. And one of the things you mentioned that's so I think so interesting about how we define our we is that um, I love this compelling. Um, interaction and ability to build relationship where our van drivers are the front, the face forward to food outreach. They are seeing face-to-face -face about 400 of our clients. And I love that inversion of the ways in which we traditionally think of vertical, if you will, organization right. charts and things like that. And the other place where um, we really, I think, 
lean in on kindness and consideration is um, in the space where our two registered dietitians work because uh, patients are all referred to food outreach. And then the first thing they experience is a dietetic counseling intake from our registered dietitians. And so there's this lovely, while all of that is done on the phone these days, there's a lovely first experience of a real human being on the phone, but a real human being who can also speak to you in private about um, issues like whether or not you have a refrigerator, whether or not there's anything in it. Right. Does your freezer work? When was the last time you ate? When was the last time you ate a home-cooked meal? Where do you uh, get most of your food? Where do you shop for your food? All these really interesting um, situations for our clients that we might completely take for granted, but that are um, unique and um, speak to all the, um, the things that our clients are going through to explore um, ways where they can address their um, nutritional insecurity and their food insecurity as well. Well, and it's, you know, eating healthy is expensive. Exactly. It's, it's, it's much cheaper to go, you know, and buy, uh, spend a dollar on candy to fill you up than it is to, you know, get fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, really, you know, good, clean, what have you. It, that's a, it's very expensive to eat healthy in the United States of America. It really is. And I think while the United States is, um, is trying to grapple in many ways with food as medicine for, right. um, for people with chronic illness, I think there's also at food outreach within our framework of our board of directors, our staff, our volunteers, many other um, people in this national coalition called the Food is Medicine Coalition. There is more recognition that um, institutionalized racism, um, extreme limitations on food systems, food delivery systems, Mm -hmm. food delivery models, uh, chronic illness as a public health crisis, that um, many of these complicated issues, particularly as they start in early childhood, uh, impact um, people in urban, rural situations, all walks of life. Right. But in regions like St. Louis, there is a preponderance of um, challenges related to the social determinants of health for our um, our brown and black-skinned yes. neighbors and community members. Yes. And I think food outreach has tried to um, own that and look at that for a long time. You're really not welcome to work at food outreach and be a part of it unless you've got this celebration of kindness, unless you're sure that you can welcome everyone, no matter who they love, no matter how they uh, how they look, what color their skin right. is, where they live, all these different things. And so um, it is in light of so many uh, dark things that are unfolding at any day, in any moment, food outreach seems to be this place where all these volunteers and team members can come and your humanity, you're, you're drawn there 
because you have this sense of service and mission. And many volunteers share that they've lost loved ones to cancer. They know what that looks like. Right. They know how important nutrition is during cancer treatment, or they've loved uh, people who have died of AIDS a long time ago. You and I have those uh, yep. people in our lives. We do. We're old enough to have um, seen all that 35 years ago. Um, but for many different reasons, people are called to... Um, care for our clients through these services. Yay, it's very, volunteers. It's very magical. I, yeah. I, I hope I don't have to apologize for using that word, but I think we are all seeking ways to, um, to love and care for one another and be in a lovely space ourselves. And it just all seems to work at Food Outreach. I just totally dig on being a part of Food Outreach. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean... And you must, because it sounds like a heck of a lot of work, but it's work with such purpose. Yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, and food is something that is, you know, obviously important. We need it to live. But it's also, you know, food, there's so much around it, you know. Yes. There's so much around food. When yes. You need, when, you, when you think of food and you think of family and you think of how, you know, what it does for your body and what have you. And... And it is, I, I love that, that you are basically making that door wide open for these folks. Like, yes, we're going to show up with easy to prepare yes. food yes. that is good for you and that is going to support you through this journey. Yes. I mean, that's huge. It's huge. And we've got growth opportunity too. We're about to go into another strategic planning process, and we can see some areas where we need to build capacity, where we need to grow, look at more programmatics, all kinds of things like that. So we're very excited about that, but we're also grateful that we've been in this space for 34 years, and there are things that we do that remain unique uh, in the foods in the food system and food services in um, it, among agencies in uh, St. Louis, we we're doing something really critical. It's oh so awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. And the ways in which we gather around food isn't that unbelievable. You know, we've had some clients. Well, many clients share um, that one of the places where uh, they're used to shopping is in a food bank, and it's awesome that that food bank system is there. Right. But we've also got complicated issues uh, for access around healthy food for many thousands and thousands of people, uh, particularly people who live in the seven county area that we describe as the St. Louis region. But but you but you have these um dietitians that are creating menus specifically for them as well. Yes. You know, I mean and that that is a I think that's brilliant yes. and amazing because, I mean, I don't want to, even if you guys were saying this is the menu for the month, yes. right? you know, that's great, right? But to but to look at the individual cancers and HIV and the, and the individual people and saying, here's what you really need to support what's going on and we'll make sure you get that. Wow. Absolutely. I totally love that you get that. And I think the other thing that's really amazing about us because we know um, we make so much meaning out of gathering around food. And we think about that sometimes in very different ways. But one of the things that um, we also think about is how brave our clients are to journey sometimes into worlds related to nutrition 
where they've never, they've literally never tasted and never tried some of the food that um, we prepare or that that are in their meal kits, if you will, all this this different array of food right. that they get. Yeah. And so another thing that I think about is in our clients' journey of trying to look at wellness, literally in terms of what they're swallowing or ways in which they're using um, food outreaches, nutrition to um, to combat their hunger. Right. Is that salmon's a perfect example. You know, it's one thing for you and I to comment that we don't care for it. It's That's just such a privileged framework for us. Yes. And for our clients, think about that. If there's certain foods that we prepare for them that we've they've never tried. And most of the time after they try something or a new sauce on the on a chicken dish or something that chef has prepared, they're they're into this journey with us. And another thing that's so powerful about food, isn't this so true, Mish, is that uh food can also help us with our sleep. Oh gosh, you know, I can't, I mean, I, I think about this like sometimes I'll I'll be going to bed and I'm laying in bed and thinking, I am really hungry. I am not gonna be able to sleep unless I eat a little something. And I can go right out to my kitchen and grab something real quick and eat it and then and fall asleep. And it's not lost on me. I, I say a prayer, you know, for those people. I'm thinking, gosh, think of people that this is daily for yes, them. Yes, yeah. They're going to bed every night yes. really hungry. Yes. And they can't just like walk out to the kitchen yes. and go get something. Yes, and yeah. nutritionally hunger, hungry. That's another whole thing. You mentioned this uh, super important thing that you and I might be well aware of, all our friends, our loved ones, that the importance of fruits and vegetables and all these different things, protein forward eating is so important. And yet uh, for somebody who's hungry and nutritionally hungry, right? you know, there's a whole, there's so many complicated issues there regarding their wellness and their mental health. You know, yeah. it's there's so much there. So yeah. yeah, great conversation. Oh my gosh, Julie, thank you for what you guys do. So tell people how they can find out more about food outreach. The best way to uh, find out this big array of not only the kinds of volunteer services that we do, but um, a, a lot of history about where we've been in this journey um, and lots of other information is to check out our website at foodoutreach.org. And from there, you can get to all your social media and all yep. that good stuff our to socials, learn out more about you All guys. of our staff. I'm I'm available via email, phone call. I welcome contact and um, want to do everything I can do to learn more in my role and to be a better part of our team. Yay, you guys! Thank you for all that. Thank you, Mish. Thank you so much. So let's let's talk about Julie now. I want to get to know Julie a little bit. Rot row. <laughs> I have some fun questions for you. Are you ready? Yes, I love that. I super love that. I want to know what your current favorite song is. I know this is a hard one. It's, um, okay, somebody, two people I work with are going to laugh at that. It is, um, <laughs> it's Dua Lipa's, um, it's on one of her album tracks. It's a song that uh, was recorded with uh, Miley Cyrus called Prisoner. 
And don't even ask me why. It's just like... <laughs> it's, just, it's just like that song. Yeah, and I'm totally digging on old Aretha Franklin right now, too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the song, the, the Dua Lipa song. I'll have to check that one yeah. out. But... I'm not going to sing it for you right now, but you know. Oh, shoot. That was my next question. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm not going to make you... We're no karaoke here. Love that. <laughs> it would it would scare people if I yes. decided to sing. It's like, I will sing to the top of my lungs in my car by myself, but Love I that. won't subject others to it. I yeah. do sing at I'm work. Pretty I sing at work and it's you pretty see, scary. You're, you're like driving past and you're like, yeah, she's rocking out there. Just really singing. You got up a whole a song. car dance too going on in there <laughs> oh, too when you're singing. Yeah. I love that. Why not? All right. This one is a hilarious one to me. <laughs> um, if the mothership showed up, the alien mothership showed up, would would you get on board? Oh, that's a big deep breath. I love that. <laughs> um yeah, uh, yes, yes, I would. Well, wait, is it permanent? Is it, does it do I, will I know in my yes, consciousness? Yes, that's the thing. There's a whole bunch of questions sharing, around like, can it, I right? Say, like, can well, I take my maybe, daughter for two weeks and then come back? It depends on if I think they're nice aliens or yeah. mean aliens. Depends on like, yeah, I would, I would like want to ask the aliens. They would have to be able to, you know. Mind meld or whatever into that my is. brain yeah. and be like, Here's what it's gonna look like, and we promise you it's gonna be great. I mean, I have to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I'd don't wanna know. I want to be a little bit more informed before I just hopped on board. That's so interesting, you know, that we've got all these caveats around it. Yeah, I don't want the Borg. You know, I don't want to be <laughs> subsumed by the Borg. But um, yeah, I'd go for like a month of you know hiking on you know whatever planet Saturn or whatevs. Yeah, with, you know, you know, like wait. Can I just be gone for a month? Well, of course, they'd probably be like, well, though it'll be 80,000 years in Earth years <laughs> yeah. for one month on our planet. Also, if they could do any cosmetic, you know, alteration on my neck or anything like that, yeah, I'd totally yeah. be digging on Right. That. Or, yeah. or you know, you could learn about some new foods. Do you have some awesome, very healing foods yes. that I could bring back to Earth for Love my people? That, that would yeah. be awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, why That's not? so beautiful. That's a very good question. Yeah. All right, so aliens. Yeah. Just know You're we've way got out some there, questions yeah, and kind of, good. you know, have those ready for that's us so really that we can good. decide this is a good idea or not. <laughs> all right, so I'm all about kindness. You are obviously extremely kind. You've taken kindness to a notable level. Um, kindness is your... I mean, this is what you've decided to do with your life. It is, it's a great skill set, right? Well, you know, I, I don't know how much I can claim to reside in the space of kindness 24-7. I know I'm very willing to um, be a part of this kindness, this devoted, committed space of kindness at Food Outreach. I love being a part of that. And yes, I do I do other things to uh, focus on my kindness and my ability to be calm and kind during the day, but it's definitely a a, um, a journey for me. Absolutely. Well, that, and that's and that's what this is about. That's what my podcast is about is helping people to think about kindness. Yes. So, will you share with us some bit of kindness, whether that's something you've witnessed, you've given, you've received, just something that comes to mind about kindness? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to cry when I share this. Okay, I'll probably cry too, so this here is, we go. I'm this, ready. This is my big turnaround moment in who I was as a human being. So in my 30s, I'm very judgmental, pretty closed up. I hadn't lived in L.A. yet for 11 years, so I'm pretty, just pretty buttoned up. 
And I was at the St. Louis airport. I didn't live in St. Louis at the time. And it was right in these days of when you couldn't, you, you could could no longer carry knives and scissors and all these yeah, different things. Take off your shoes and the all whole, this everything. stuff. Right. And I'd been uh, given a large um, kitchen knife, a large chef knife, as a gift, and it was in my backpack. Ah, and, can't bring that on the plane. Yeah, and so this lovely um, security um, uh, person on staff in St. in the St. Louis airport asked me to get out my driver's license, pull me aside. Um, I had to leave the knife, you know, all these things. I wasn't used to it. And I responded in a really disrespectful way and said, I'm not giving you my driver. In that tone, I'm not giving you my driver's license. And I know I don't, I haven't treated people. I don't, I have not treated people this way in a long time, but here's my teaching moment. So she, oh, I have to say she, she visually identified as African-American or black. So she asks me to wait. I've already been pulled aside. And when she comes back, there are armed um, people who would visually identify just like her, a group of armed people, all uniformed, all ready to go to address my total disrespect to her, right? And the wrong answer. Right. So she comes up to me, (laughs) says, okay, you know, Miss Locke, we're going to, you know, address this. And would you come with us? And so I started to cry. With the armed guys? Yeah. Oh, I started yeah. to cry. And I looked at her and I said, I have been so disrespectful to you. And I have been, this is not how I was raised. If my mom and dad found out that I spoke to you that way, in such an unkind and impatient way, because I want to go make a plane, it was absolutely, I know this is not what I should have done. And I want you to know how sorry I am. And I understand I have to go with you. I just want you to know before we go wherever I need to go, that I am really sorry. And I hope you'll accept my apology. And she, then she starts to cry. She's oh probably about 20 gosh. years old. And told me that when she thought about it, she got really impatient very quickly. And But I reassured her. Whatever was going to happen, I deserve, you know. Oh and my gosh. What wow, happened was both of you guys she started to cry and she said, moment. let me just have a moment. And she, I, of course, gave her my wallet full of papers and documents. Take, take it. And take it all. Um, she came back and she said, we've decided to just let you go. And of course, we have to keep your knife. And I thanked her profusely and we hugged, you know, back pre-pandemic days, we hugged. And I think what that taught me was, at every moment in any day, I can be standing next to somebody where if I were able to just be kind, I can, I might be able to not only help them or support them or recognize some suffering that they're going through, but I could also just um, be present and be kind. And that might be the first time in that day when someone is being kind. I've never forgotten that. She gave me this tremendous lesson in not only doing her job, but answering my disrespect. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. And it's, you know, it's it's so true. And you just never know what's going on with another person. And I think about that a lot. Like, you know, you see somebody driving like a crazy person. Yes. Or, you know, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, maybe there's something going on and I'm just going to like, get out of their way and pray that they are safe and they don't hurt anybody else with whatever's going on right now. Yes. Um, 
or just, you know, and I mean, and, and, and I don't ever mean to upset people, but you can't help but upset people because everybody's got different ideas and opinions and, and what have you. But um, I had I had sent out an, an email once and I got a newsletter that I send out. Just it could be about anything. It really is whatever's Miss just thinking at any given time. But um, I was talking about Facebook on something and a guy came back to me and he was really upset. He was like, I don't like Facebook and I just think it's evil. And he was just, you know, like really upset about it. And he's like, I don't, you know, take me off your newsletter list, yeah. you know. And and I, you know, and I said, I, I certainly don't mean to upset anybody and I completely respect your opinion and I will take you off my list and, you know, best of everything to you. And I took him off my list. And then the next day I got an email. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to act so, you know, but, but I get it. I mean, you know, sometimes certain things just get us and, and it, and we react really quickly and it, it, it's hard sometimes not to react quickly. Yeah, it really to is. To that sort of a thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously if there's an emergency situation, react quickly, but, um, but to that sort of a thing, I think, it would help us all to remember, like, take the breath. Take that take one breath. breath. Right. Take that one breath before you do anything, say anything that you're going to regret right. saying. And to this young woman, you know, I wish I could find her today because I, you know, I was so far beyond, dis I was disrespectful and rude, right? And she stayed professional and calm and did what she was supposed to do. Right. And, but ultimately that uh, she accepted my apology was, but she took the high road. But you did, right? That you, you did an apology, Well, right? that's the and least so, I could have done. But, but it's, there's people that wouldn't have. Well, you know, my, so one of my you friends. you caught yourself. Yeah, I caught myself. But one of my friends reminds me, we're all doing our best. I don't, I don't, I, I am trying to do my best and I fall short of that sometimes. But I'm really trying to remember that. I'm surrounded by my life's greatest teachers all the time. Right. It's just that I'm not aware of it 24-7 to well, take all that it's on. It's hard to be aware 24-7. We are humans. Yeah. So, but gosh, Julie, that was an amazing story. Thank you for sharing oh, that Oh, thank with you for us. asking about and wherever it. wherever that woman is, we are oh. sending her blessings right now. Sending She's her blessings. She's being thought of in a beautiful, yeah. wonderful light. So yeah. that's awesome. She's one of my life's greatest teachers. I love it. Ah, the great teachers. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And thank you for everything you and Food Outreach is doing for that community of people that need that help. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mish. And thank you for inviting Food Outreach and me to come and spend this time with you. You have a lovely, lovely way of being with me. And I really appreciate oh my who gosh, you I'm are so and your honored. work. I'm yeah. so honored. I love when people are like, yes, I want to come talk on your podcast. I'm like, yay. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I meet people and I hear some of the things that people are doing and I'm like, I need, I need you to come on the podcast and let's talk about it. That's so great. Yeah. Well, you are, uh, you've got a loveliness and a very spiritual quality to your energy, but you are also curious. Oh, yeah, that I am so curious. I am the most curious person on earth. Yeah, I'm like, I like, I can get myself down a rabbit hole of Google sometimes because I'm like, what about this? What about this? what does that mean? Where? And all of a sudden, you know, we're like going down this whole thing. To, I, I am, yes, curious is a big part of my world. Hey, Mish. Yes. What's your favorite song you're listening to right now? Oh, dang it. <laughs> 
<laughs> my favorites. Okay, you know what I've gotten back into? Um, every once in a while, I'll remember an artist that I haven't heard in a while. And my most recent remember was Robert Gordon. And he was like a, like a, uh, oh gosh, like a rockabilly kind of guy. And he has this song called My Gal is Red Hot, Your Gal Ain't Doodly Squat, and it's hilarious. So that's what I'm That's awesome. Right oh my now. gosh, I love that. I'm going to have to listen to that. <laughs> my gal is my gal is red hot. Your gal ain't doodly squat. Yeah. <laughs> you just did you just did your little song sing. Sing song. Is my lovely and very well trained voice for you folks. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if this winds up on the podcast. Your favorite song. Of course. Well, I love that. Well, thank you, Thanks darling. Thanks again, Mish. Thank you so Go much. Go and keep doing all the amazing things you're doing, and it is it is very appreciated. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, everyone out there, you are listening to Mishmash. Love you, love you. Go check out Robert Gordon and go check out Food Outreach. Thank you, guys. Bye. 